Hello and welcome to the Interabang podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Theodore. Today, I'm joined by the editor of the Western Gazette, Liam Afonso. Liam was recently awarded the Student Journalist of the Year Award by the Canadian University Press. He's an amazingly talented writer, videographer, and photographer. In a video project he produced last year, Mapping Western's COVID-19 outbreak won him and another student a prize for digital storytelling. This is the Interabang podcast, The Connection Edition. Liam Afonso, welcome to the Interabang podcast. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for being here. Now, you've just taken over as the editor of the Gazette. How has it been going so far? Well, it's been already quite the year. I mean, you can imagine there's a lot of uncertainty hanging over everything this year. Um, I'm thankful that, you know, my predecessor has laid a lot of the groundwork for everything that we have to prepare for when it comes to COVID or uh, any other uncertainties that we're facing. So it's been a lot of preparation, but it's been a lot of fun. I'm really excited with the team that we have this year. I think there's certainly a lot to look forward to in this coming school year, right? Fingers crossed, everything remains going on the right track. And uh, yeah, so it's been going well. I'm happy with the direction we're going in, and I'm looking forward to where we're going to be around this time next year. Now, last year you were working as the creative director, right? Correct. So how does this position kind of differ and what are you going to bring from the previous position now to your role as the editor? Well, there's a lot more writing in this position, as I'm Mm. sure you can imagine being Mm. the editor chief versus being the creative director. Yeah. One, um, one strength I think it has, because typically editor chiefs have come from the writing sections and that's always been very very good since there is so much writing and there's so much editing. I'd like to flag that I was also a news editor a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, But one thing I've really been building on is my writing skills, of course. A strength that I'm bringing to this, though, having come from the the creative side of the paper, is I really want to push the uh, reporting that we do into different avenues that we really haven't done before or that we haven't done for several years. Mm -hmm. In the past two years, we've put a major push on video. Mm -hmm. I'm doing a lot of video journalism, right? Thanks to the wonderful editor-in-chiefs that we had come before me. And I'd like to continue that uh, with the video section we have this year and really go into new avenues with that. Now, given the last year was quite difficult with video because we had COVID and everything had to be done the same way that we're recording this podcast. But, um, you know, hopefully this year that will be different. Also a reliance on the graphics that we have and the way that we lay out all of our, well, hopefully when we uh, start printing again, if we do that, at least for special issues, um, just bringing that whole creative vision and having a more holistic approach to the reporting and not just uh, understanding how to write, but also understanding the whole creative side, I think, you know, is something unique that I bring and we'll see if it's as good, big of an advantage as I think it is when the school year truly starts. For sure. Well, and you're an amazing visual storyteller, just from what I've seen of your videos and your photography, um, your video that you put together last year with another student, the Western's Outbreak Traced, I think is just a great example of those visual elements that I think you're definitely going to bring to this position. I'm really excited to see how the Gazette can keep growing that part of it. Thank you very much. Yeah. Now, I also didn't realize that you studied MIT, which is actually the same program that I did at Western. Um, I'm so curious because I don't get to talk to people who did this program very often, but how how has like what you learned in that program affected your journalism? Because I credit like a lot of how I construct my work with what I learned there, even though it wasn't a journalism program. You know what I mean? 
I think, and that's a great question. I think it's the combination of uh, working at the Gazette during my undergraduate degree and being an MIT at the exact same time mm-hmm. that really shaped the journalism that I have now. A lot of the tangible journalism skills that I acquired were from the Gazette. I also took several very good journalism classes, notably uh, one taught by Dale Crothers, one of the reporters with the London Mm, Free Press. And that was a fantastic class. Uh, Dale was amazing. Other things, though, in MIT that I never really thought at the time would factor into journalism really did. Mm -hmm. I mean, those theories that you learn when you're in second year and first year that you think, oh, my goodness, when (laughs) am I ever going to need this again? And then I find myself now thinking, oh, wow. Like I'm factoring all of this into what I'm doing. Yeah. So you didn't, you don't realize, or at least I didn't realize at the time how applicable that could be. Also just analyzing media broadly, um, doing classes with Tim Blackmore, studying how conflicts are covered in the media, uh, protest culture, all of that stuff. Yeah. And applying that to the reporting I do. You know, I really don't think I'd be the same reporter without MIT, or even if I went into a journalism program yeah. alone. I feel like the Gazette was my journalism program and MIT was my media program. And I combined those all into one and it's made me a better reporter because of it. 100%. Yeah. I, I feel the exact same way. Cause I, when I was in school, there was still MTP and I think it just stopped being available pretty recently. They stopped offering the, the combination program between Western and Fanshawe. Um, but I, what I ended up kind of doing it in, in a different way, wherein I went to Western took two years off and then came back to Fanshawe. Um, and in the same way was able to get that, those critical thinking skills that are so ingrained in MIT um, and being critical and analytical about all the media that you're consuming. And then coming to a program where you're learning the practical skills, having both of those, like I, I hear what you're saying. It, it can make you a lot stronger if you know what you're, like if you're thinking about what you're creating and not just creating it, you know what I mean? I agree. And I think yeah. it's a, re- a real shame that MTP isn't still around. Totally. I think yeah. that was, uh, I never had the opportunity to take it. I would have liked to take MTP. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard many fantastic things about it. I think having those practical skills along with a the theory for students who might not want to join the Gazette and or other student clubs, but they want to get those skills in a more academic setting. That's something that MTP really, really could have done. Yeah. Um, and I hope that there's an alternative to it in the future. Yeah. And it fast tracks it too. Right. So you don't have to do what I did and (laughs) spend six years in school. Um, So one question that I want to ask, because you had a really successful fourth year. um, And I think you probably could have worked anywhere if you really wanted to. So why the Gazette? I feel like I, that's a good question. Why the Gazette? (laughs) You know, ever since I walked into the Gazette when I was in first year, uh, halfway through my first year, and I saw our editor-in-chief at the time, Amy O'Crock, in the fishbowl office, and everyone is around, I thought, oh, man, I really want to run this place. This seems really cool. I really want to do this. Uh, This is my type of people here, and this is the type of work I want to do. Prior to walking into that office between uh, my political science and I forget the other class, I really didn't know much about journalism. I liked reading the news, but I didn't think that it's ever anything I'd want to do. So I walked into that class when I was bored, killed some time, and I ended up staying. And I thought on that first day, I want to be here. Mm. And I think this is the culmination of that. Mm -hmm. You know, especially with COVID, and there's so much uncertainty around 
the Gazette position, it's a very certain position, right? You know that you have this team underneath you of people who are, who love what they do, right? And they're going to be there for the next year. You know that you can help people like yourself when you're in first year grow. Mm -hmm. And I've had, I've made some of the best friendships in my life at this place. I've been mentored by some of the best people I know. And I want to provide that opportunity to other people. So I think it's, you know, part love of the Gazette and also uh, part of a feeling of duty. Like I want to help run it through this time where we don't really know what's going to happen, whether it be SCI or whether it be um, COVID. Uh, So I want to do my part. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's such a big part of what attracted me to this job too. It was just the, the thought of being able to mentor the next generation of young people and to get, and to continue working with young people. You know, I think that's, that's exciting right now to keep engaging with students um, and a younger generation, especially as I'm getting older, you know, I want to be able to, to keep up with what's going on. Um, And and on, in that vein, student journalism in general feels to me very important. Do you think it's as important too? And why so? I don't think student journalism has ever been as important as it is today. Yeah. I think the COVID pandemic has really proven that, right? We've been, it's not, there's not many places in this world where you have a team of reporters covering such a small area. Mm -hmm. And the coverage that we were able to do on Western uh, during the pandemic, the way residence was being run, all these small problems that arose or questions people had, right? It really proved that this almost hyper-targeted local journalism, uh, which is student journalism, is mm-hmm. very important. And I really, really, truly hope, and I think that we have proved that to students. Mm-hmm. Now, and I'm not trying to turn this into a business meeting, but I'm very curious <laughs> to know, how do we, how do we collectively, as the editors of these two papers, interest more students to engage with student journalism? I think that's the age old question. <laughs> How do you get more people reading your paper? Yep. And I think the work speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. I know at the Gazette, we had record viewership or record readership uh, and viewership for videos this last year. And while certainly a lot of that can be explained by people wanting to know what the heck was going on, uh, I'm hoping that some of those people saw the value in what we do and they'll continue reading. So I'm quite interested to see as COVID winds down, hopefully, yeah. the, uh, how our readership numbers look, or are they, I imagine they'll go down a little bit, but how many of those people did we retain and how many of them did we prove our worth to? Mm-hmm. I think looking to the future, how can we attract more people? I think we've got to push the envelope in terms of how we report, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think the print product is actually very important for people to see Mm -hmm. Uh, your physical presence on campus, but also doing things uh, digitally. I know that we're doing a lot of our video push to try to reach out to younger audiences. We have a TikTok account now, which I admittedly know very little about. (laughs) I'm in the same boat. Um, (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know, but I'm going to (laughs) try. So I'm, I'm delegating that to the people who know more about social media than (laughs) I, Um, but I I think it's connecting our, with our audiences through new ways and new avenues and not, and, remembering not to become entrenched uh, because, you know, I don't consider myself old yet, but I also remembered when I was in first year, I thought people who graduated were really old. So yeah. I would imagine I'm out of touch. <laughs> well, and the, the cool thing is that we have, I think we have a lot of freedom in these roles, you know, to, to try new things and to experiment in a way that might not 
be an option were we to, you know, walk in and, and start working at the CBC or somewhere with like a long history, you know, like we, we have the power in these roles to, to say, let's try TikTok, you know, let's try new ways of relaying information. Um, and being in charge of that, I think is a really cool position to be in. Liam, what do you think are the biggest issues facing students right now? And I know we've talked about COVID, but beside that, um, what, what are the biggest issues facing students right now and how can we help reflect those issues? I think, oh, there's several fa uh, issues facing students right now. One would be SCI, mm -hmm. um, which we should find out about soon enough. Mm -hmm. Another would be probably the rising cost of living. Yeah. I was looking for one bedroom places in London, which I quickly gave up on. Oh, it's bleak. It, it's it absurd. is bleak right now. Yeah. Absolutely absurd. And I'm yeah. looking you know, everywhere, the price of homes, the price of renting, the price of food. That's mm -hmm. a big problem for students. Yeah. Right. Especially when you have tuition. I know it's been capped for another year, but you have tuition, you have all of these rising costs. It's just getting absolutely nuts. Mm -hmm. How is anyone supposed to live? So there's the cost of living, but that's a larger societal issue. That's not just pertaining to students. There's also, we have these problems of uh, inequities and all of this big social change that's coming up. We saw with the Black Lives Matter movement, we saw, um, you know, big change there and hopefully more change that will continue. We saw uh, this year with the a lot of the racism that was happening against Asian students, mm -hmm. right? And people speaking out against that. We have the indigenous people, um, people speaking out. Yeah. There's this big problem, right? That people are just beginning to confront and it really pertains to students. And I think our coverage can really echo this diversity and this need for voices that aren't just my, my own, which is as a white man. Yeah, well, and I, I think for both of our institutions, that last point is really important because we do have such large international populations um, and our campuses are growing more diverse year after year. And we have a responsibility to reflect that 100%. Now, the good news for students, both at Western and Fanshawe, is that they have access to content from both of our publications now. You know, we're available on the Western campus. Uh, Gazette writers are being featured in the Interabang. How can it benefit our two student communities to be better connected with one another? Well, it never helps to be separated. Mm -hmm. And London, while being a big city, is not the biggest city, right? There's not, there's, you know, there's not too much space. We're still very close to each other's campuses. We still go to the same areas downtown, right? We're all students, whether we're at Western, we're at Fanshawe. And I think being in touch with what's happening on each other's campuses and knowing what's going on in the student populations will benefit us all because we can realize, well, one, you know, Western's not an island, like many people say it is. <laughs> and Fanshawe's not this distant place yeah. on Fanshawe Road. We're all students and we're all here just to learn and to grow. And you're not alone here. And mm -hmm. There's so much going on. And I think by proving that to students and showing the opportunities that they have, you know, across <laughs> across uh, Fanshawe and Richmond, <laughs> you know, I, I think we can really help them. 100%. And I think through that too, we, we, we're going to grow better connected with the community at large as well, right? Because London has a lot to offer. And um, sometimes it's easy to miss that when you're, uh, you've got kind of campus blinders on, you know, 
Campus blinders. That's yeah, good. Campus blinders. <laughs> uh, Liam, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute, absolute pleasure chatting with you. Um, we're going to work together this year and I'm really looking forward to it. So thank you so much for being here. I'm looking forward to it as well. Thank you so much. Anna. Awesome. Thanks, Liam.